to see and it is caught off the deflection by Tate. Still going. Tate into the end zone. Multiple. Manning has tied to the end zone. It's caught. Slayton for the Giants. Touchdown. Sparkling passes to the outside. And he's in again. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 16 of Drawing About the G-Man Giants Football Podcast. I'm Jace Garcia, joined as always with Sean Scanlon and Joe Aguirre. Joe, looking mighty fine this evening. Well, I felt like you gentlemen deserve to see me with my Sunday best. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, and uh, this is a great week for Giants football as they break, I believe, a nine-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. Pick up a big win at MetLife against the Dolphins. What are you thinking, Sean? Feels great to get back in that W column after about three months now, uh, for sure. And then, uh, obviously, the Eli ovation and send-off. It was like a storybook ending. It really couldn't have gone any better. Um, And I'm glad that the legend and best QB in Giants history was able to go out like that. Um, Staying with the offense, Saquon had his best game after coming back from injury, uh, carrying the ball 24 times, 112 yards, and two touchdowns, and also adding four catches for 31 yards. He's been a little uh, disimpressive in the the passing game so far this year, so it was good to see them getting involved there. Um, And then obviously, yeah, it was great to see him get back in the end zone where he belongs. Uh, I think it was... uh, eight-week drought of that so it was good to see and then that's what happens when you give Saquon 25 plus touches he's going to take over games for you and we saw that uh Sterling Shepard also had his best game of the year with uh nine catches for 111 yards that was encouraging to see uh Nick Gates the backup right guard who came in for relief uh Kevin Zeitler he looked very good and uh in the game a couple weeks ago against the Jets when he had to fill in for Mike Remmers he also looked very good so I think uh I wouldn't be surprised surprise going into next year if he competes for and even uh wins one of those starting jobs in the o-line just because he has that versatility to yeah. play tackle guard you can really throw him around anywhere so that was good to see and then just a couple notable players on the defense uh after a rough start for uh, deandre baker for the season he's really started to come around past couple weeks um according to pro football focus over the last four games he leads the entire league in lowest completion percentage while targeting him with just 26.3 percent which is a, a very impressive number especially for a rookie like that so that's good to see that we have that lockdown corner uh going ahead and i i expect that he'll have another uh big year next year and then finally, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson is quietly having himself a great yeah. season in the defensive line interior. Uh, we've known he's he's a great run stuffer. Obviously, we traded away snacks last season because we believed in his ability there. But also, he's starting to add a little bit of pass rush to his game this season. Uh, in his first two years combined, he had six tackles for loss and only one QB hit. And uh, this year alone in 14 games, he has five tackles for loss and nine QB hits uh, to go along with three and a half sacks, which is a monster leap uh, yeah. going from his first two seasons. So I think uh, besides Marcus Golden, he's been the most uh, consistent player on this defense this year. So uh, I think, yeah, it was a, a great, great game and a, a good performance from a, for a lot of the guys on the team. Let's be honest here. Uh, This whole thing with Eli is something I think we all wanted to see. We were all hoping that there would be a chance for Eli to come in in front of the home crowd, get one last ovation, and he couldn't have been any better. And I'll tell you what, Pat Shermer, give that man the game ball because I think Pat Shermer had his best game of the year. It came against the worst team (laughs) But small steps. Um, You know, I I think right now I just want to focus in on Eli Manning. And, you know, you hit on, again, I think DeAndre Baker uh, and and what we've seen the last few weeks from him is very promising. And we all love Daniel Jones. And we know we've got a quarterback, like a franchise quarterback of the future. And that's this is all great news. Barkley. Carrying the ball, hundred yards. What twenty four carries was it? Mm-hmm. Yep. This is what we. This is what this Giants offense supposed to be. Yeah. Shepard. Again, we'd love to get Ingram in a lineup at some point, but it, you know, it was good to see. It was good to see everybody involved on offense. It was good to see the offense put up over thirty points in a game. 
Uh, it's yeah. something we just never see with these Giants anymore. And to give Eli that moment, you know, look, the, the Giants could, the Giants probably would have done better with Eli a quarterback this year. I'm going to say that. I think they probably would have ended up winning a few more games this year just because of his penchant for fourth quarter comebacks. You actually look not impressed by that. You don't agree with me? I don't know. I know it's hard to believe, but I just think that, you know what? Look, there's when you're look at look at Kyler Murray. Look at the year Kyler Murray's having. If you're the Cardinals, you got to feel good about that. They also stink. There's a yeah. lot of other problems there. So, so you know, listen, you could be the greatest quarterback in the world. If you don't have any talent around you or your defense is awful, it is what it is. And and so I think the Giants, I'm not saying the Giants would have been like 8-8, eight and eight, but I think yeah. the Giants might, might, might have four wins at this point if Eli had been at the helm because mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. He knows the offense. He knows how to move the football down the field. You know, I, I think some of the stuff I really loved was, uh, uh, you know, seeing seeing players on the other team come over and yeah. give Eli his respect. For anybody who doesn't think Eli Manning is a Hall of Fame quarterback, I got to be honest with you. You're an idiot, and I'll tell you why, Okay. This all boils down to if this was Eli Anderson and not Manning, you would you would love this guy and everything he's done. And yeah. the the worst thing about Eli is that his brother was Peyton. Because what Peyton Manning did in Indianapolis and then in Denver was remarkable. It, and as this as this NFL was changing from a running defense first league to a passing league, Peyton burst on the scene, and the game changed. And it couldn't have worked out any better for what Peyton Manning does. And then the class of two thousand four obviously rolls in, yeah. mm-hmm. and 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 it's easy to to judge Eli based on that he's not Peyton. It's easy to do. Peyton put up four or 5,000 yards through 40, 50 touchdowns in a season. What did Eli do? But if you're a Giants fan, you know what the Giants quarterback is supposed to do. And I think at the end of the day, I think when you look at his overall splits, the touchdowns, the picks, the yardage that this guy's put up, the Super Bowl MVPs against the team he did it against, you you really have to be an imbecile it, it, you know, maybe he's not a first ballot guy. Fine. Yeah. Maybe he's a second or third or fourth. I'm fine with that. But if you don't think this. So so I, I think the best thing I heard recently it was actually in relation to baseball. But I think this applies equally to football is your Hall of Fame is the history of your of your sport. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell the history of the NFL and particularly these 20 years of dominance by the New England Patriots, yeah, without bringing up Peyton Manning mm-hmm. and even more Eli Manning, mm-hmm. the guy who didn't just ruin one great season, he returned the favor a few years later. If you know anything about Eli Manning and you know anything about Giants football, we like to keep the game close. We've been seeing that even the last few years. Stay close, get into the fourth quarter. Now we got blown out in the fourth quarter. <laughs> so that's not that's not Giants football. But the idea is that you gotta be close. And when you look at what Eli Manning's done in the fourth quarter from two thousand four through now, that's that's what it is. It's it's taking your team and winning football games late and driving down the football field when you need to and always getting into the end zone. And that was something Eli Manning has has been maybe more special than almost anybody in the history of the game. And so for anybody to downplay that because he's not Peyton, because he doesn't have Peyton's numbers and Peyton's touchdowns, you're missing the point. It was great to see this guy get his just desserts. It was great to see him walk off the field with a win, even the record. Mm You can't even hold that against him now. He's never losing records, so shut your mouth. Yeah. This guy's going to Canton, where he belongs, where all the great ones go. 
I rest my case. Yeah, the only thing I wouldn't want to see is Eli Manning in a different uniform next year. That would be awful. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he feels himself after this and yeah, goes somewhere. I think there's a 5% chance yeah. that the right coach or general manager is be may call on him. But I, I, I don't think – put it like this. If Eli thought there was one more year to play and that's it – I don't think he would go anywhere. Uh, yeah. I, I think if a team tells him, like, we give you a couple of years, maybe the Jaguars or something like that, somebody where he's got a relationship, if you're telling me maybe more than one year, I think he might consider it. I think if it was a one-and-done, kind of a bridge thing, I don't think Eli's interested. And I think Eli's just such a class guy and one of, I mean, just such a professional that I think after his 16-year run in New York, obviously bringing the, the two Super Bowls here, I, I think that's where he would want to end it. I think uh, this was a great send-off for him. Obviously, you touched on, I mean, he, he has to be a Hall of Famer, only one of five QBs to be uh, Super Bowl MVP twice. He, uh, you mentioned the fourth quarter greatness. I think he still has the record for fourth quarter touchdowns in 2011 with 15. All those great runs, especially the 2011 run where he probably has the best uh, postseason by a QB ever. He has the the most yards, most completions in that 2011 one. And he also had, I think, a nine to one touchdown and interception. So, I mean, just an unbelievable career. And I, I don't think that he would want to take that anywhere else. I think that uh, he ends it as a giant. And I think that he'll retire as uh, obviously one of the or giant greats. Now, do you start him these next couple weeks? With I mean, we don't know. Daniel Jones has the same injury that Saquon Barkley had. Saquon Barkley didn't look right till last week. Do you give Daniel Jones the reps? Do you, do you put him in the game? Get him acclimated to game time scenarios like you've been doing all year? Or do you get some success with Eli and continue to ride it for another two weeks. Yeah, I've seen a lot of debates on this uh, on Twitter and Giants yeah. Twitter and stuff. Um, a lot of people want to see uh, Alex Tanney if Daniel Jones can't go just because they don't they want to keep uh, Eli send off as it was. Yeah, obviously he got the great ovation. But um, I, I looked at the injury report today and uh, barring a setback, they said uh, Daniel Jones was a full participant in practice today. So I, I think that uh, Daniel Jones will be ready to go against the Redskins uh, this Sunday. But if it comes down to uh, Daniel Jones not being or not being ready to play, I think that I think that the Giants would actually approach it by starting Alex Tanney, just um, giving Eli the the right send off. So I would I would tend to agree with the the Tanney situation just to see uh, evaluate him, see if he can be the quarter or backup quarterback for Daniel Jones going into next season. But uh, yeah, that's that's how I feel on that. Real other quick point: uh, obviously, Tom Brady has been the MVP of four Super Bowls. Uh, Joe Montana did it three times. Bart Starr, Terry Bradshaw, Eli Manning, two times. That's it. That's the whole list. Mm -hmm. Everybody on that list is a Hall of Fame quarterback. And and if you don't think so, I, I just I don't think you comprehend how difficult it is to win championships in the NFL. Simple as that. Yeah. And and look, there's there's a uh, hundred and four guys playing in those games. And for you to have been picked twice. As the MVP. Tell me the defense brought him to the championship all you want. Mm -mm. Who got the MVP trophy? Yeah. Huh? Wasn't Michael Strahan. Wasn't who made, who made the big play Kane. when it mattered in both of those games? Yeah. I, obviously, I think both those defenses are great. But when you look at uh, Eli's numbers in both of those postseason runs, I mean, there's... Phenomenal. It, it's unmatched compared to most quarterbacks in NFL history. Um, Just two of the great postseason runs. That's why he has to be a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. And, and I'm with you, you know, if by chance, if, 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 uh, if there's, if Daniel Jones doesn't go, I would like to see Alex Tanney. And, and I thought about it last week, even before the game, you know, it's a shame that they moved Kyle Laletta because yeah. this would have been a good opportunity. You know, that kid never got a shake, you know, and I know he was from the old regime and, and, and was never going to get a chance, but. Always got to wonder about that guy, but you know, going into next season, Eli's not going to be there. He's not going to. He's not going to take a one-year backup job at the Giants. It's not going to happen. If you're going to keep Tanny around, it would be nice to see him throw a football in a game, mm -hmm. just to see what he does, how he reacts, what it looks like. Um, you know, so I, I would hope over these last two games, 
that, uh, you know, that Eli got his. And I think, you know, again, now you have to start looking towards the future. And, you know, again, is is that Alex Tanny is the backup or they're going to get somebody else? Because they're going to have to have, they're going to bring some sort of veteran quarterback in here to be the backup. Yeah. You know, could it be Tanny? I don't know him well enough to know, you know, his X's and O's and if he knows this, whatever. So it would be nice to see something out of him just to know he's alive and that he's, you know, a viable option, you know, again, as a backup and as a mentor and someone that can throw the signs out there uh, going going towards the future. But, you know, I, I, I think if you look at the Giants, you look at the Dolphins, you look at the Bengals and you think about next season and the chances of those teams doing better than this season, I think you have to feel like the Giants probably will do better than both of those teams going into next season. And I don't know if that's because we're delusional. Yeah. Because this team's lost a lot of games. And I know you pick them every week. Yeah. Uh, and I know every week you're like, it's a winnable game, even though you pick against them. <laughs> um, you know, are we being delusional or is this team really making strides? And 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 having watched this game, you know, I, I watched this game, I think, a little differently than I watched some of the other games. Because I really thought they were going to blow this. Against yeah. the Dolphins. I didn't think there was any way they were going to beat the Dolphins. It didn't look great in the first half. It first. did not. Yeah. Um, but I I like what I'm seeing. I still question a lot of the play calling. But after this week, you know, I wouldn't be as angry. Again, Let's. there's two games to go here. I wouldn't be as angry to see Shermer back next season but he's got two games to blow, to blow it again yeah. for me, yeah. and he probably yeah. will. But I thought coming off this game, I thought he finally made the right moves. I thought he made a lot of good play calls. I thought he put the defense in position to make plays. I was happy with the game. And again, this is someone who, and I hate this, tell me I'm not a real fan, but I'm watching these games hoping they lose. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Chase Young. It's stupid, and, I, and that's fine. And tell me I'm not a real fan for believing that, but if you miss out on on, on the right guy in the draft because you won one freaking game, you're going to be kicking yourself for a long time. Even after the win, too, we, we still hold the number two pick. So, yeah, the win-win situation. Yeah, it's exciting. I, I, I'm just surprised how after a game against the Dolphins, you go to, all right, Shermer's okay when last week you were holding up a sign that said, fire Shermer. Fair. <laughs> Fair. One of the things that's upset me about this entire season has been the idea that the Giants don't just go for it, don't just throw the football down the field. Because, look, when you got to like two and five, two and six, Come on. Yeah. There's like four teams that are 11 and 3. You you like you your chances of winning the Super Bowl it was pretty early in the season when we were like, all right, you know before the season we were like, is this going to be a 9 and 7 team or a 3 and 13 team? And it's probably going to be a 3 and 13 team. Maybe 4 and 12. Um to see like the progression to feel better about where they're at and how they're playing the game. And and again, in a game where they were behind, it would have been easy once again to forget Saquon Barkley is in your backfield. Yeah. It's something this schmuck does every single week. And he didn't do it this time. Again, I just feel like you, you look, I don't not like Pat Shermer. I want him fired because of the crappy job he's done. Not because I dislike the guy. When the Giants hired him, I thought, oh, good. Uh, like a like an offensive guru type. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's what you want. The Giants have always been very defensive laden. Yeah. And 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 the idea that, you know, again, coming off of uh, Bob Makashmu, <laughs> you know, to, to see like a guy who people sort of heralded and, you know, coming off of the season with, with Minnesota, you felt good about it. Yeah. And I just haven't seen in two years, I just haven't seen the Giants play what I assumed it would look like under Shermer. And I thought this week, I thought it finally kind of came together for them. And I'm excited about that. 
And I, and I, and I think I'm almost, and I think most people should, I think you should brace yourself for the possibility that Shermer and Gettleman are going to be back for another season. So I'm looking for the positives. Okay. I'm trying to be positive here. Because if I'm not positive, it's going to get ugly. And no one's, <laughs> everyone's going to be uncomfortable. All right. And let us move on to picks. Starting off with the Giants game this week. Giants go to Washington to take on the Redskins. I mean, they did just have that, bad, that good win against a bad team. Now they're going on the road to another bad team. They made Dwayne Haskins look silly. This defense did. Yep. So I, I think it, they repeated again. I think the Giants will get it done on the road. And the Redskins, they're they're the little brother of the NFC East. People ju- they just beat on him, and, and they never they never really get it done. I hate to do this to my Giants, wow. but uh, I just I think after a nine game losing streak, after the big win, I think everyone's hyped up and expecting you know maybe the Giants will win out. But uh, I mean, I think I think we snap back to reality this week. Um, I think it will be a, a real close game. I don't think the uh, skins will blow us out by any means. But I, I just have I just have a bad feeling that after that, you know, the great week and the the big win for Eli, I just I kind of expect a, a letdown. And the and the Redskins they've they've looked decent the past couple of weeks, hanging in there uh, with teams like the Packers. So unfortunately, I I hate to do this because I hate the Redskins and they are the, the little brother of the NFC East. But uh. I, I got to go skins in this one. I, I hate to do it, but yeah. Man, oh man. Um, I'm so torn on this game. Yeah, it was tough. I really, 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 really want to pick the G-Men because I do think that they're a better team than the Washington Redskins. I think they're a better team than the Redskins, the Dolphins, and the Bengals. I really, truly, in my gut, believe that. Yeah. I'm just really concerned coming off, I guess you could call it an emotional win. Yeah. Yeah, very. That they're going to find a way to blow it this week. And I'm not blaming Daniel Jones, who will be back most likely in the starting lineup. I just feel like the skins are going to win. It's in Washington. Yeah. And Haskins and Jones. Can you see the papers on Monday? Haskins has a good game for him anyway. Gets the W. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Gentlemen, should have taken Haskins. You know, it's coming. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Something tells me like a 17-16 last second field goal to Skins win it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I agree with that 100%. I, th- I think the Giants are the better team, but I, I just have that bad feeling about this game that it's, it's just going to be an ugly end. Again, if this was a game in New York, I would pick the Giants. Yeah, that's fair. It this was easy I to pick the Giants play. last week because the game wasn't in Miami. Yeah. And my, the Dolphins can't win on the road. I mean, that, that's just not yeah. a good team there. Uh, and, and, and so that was, that was a big part of the reason. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I felt the same way you guys do with the Jets pick, or even last week with the Dolphins. It was yeah. tough to pick the Giants, but, I mean, uh, I always do. So, And then uh, <laughs> for the Saturday night games this week, we do not have Thursday night football. That's done, but we got some Saturday mm-hmm. night games. Starting off with the Bucks in Tampa. I mean, the Texans going to Tampa to take on the Bucks. Um Bucks have looked good. Uh, finding their third wide receiver last week mm-hmm. in uh, Perriman, another weapon that uh, that Jameis Winston can throw to. But I mean, he also throws a lot to the other team. But uh, yep. I, yeah, I, I I think the Texans are still in the hunt. They're still hungry, and they get it done on the road. I, yeah, this was a tough one uh, just because the Bucks have offense has kind of been rolling lately. Um, obviously, Jameis had two straight weeks of 450 passing yards, and they have uh, probably the best receiver duo in the league. Both made the Pro Bowl with Mike Evans yeah. and Chris Godwin. So I, I'm going to go Bucks in this one. I just feel like they've been playing good as of late. I feel like the Texans, whenever they have a big win, especially you know beating the Titans to go back up in the AFC South, I feel like they're always due for a letdown the week after. And I, I think that will happen. I think just uh, – and their defense hasn't been as, as great the past uh, couple weeks, especially after the J.J. Watt losing him. So I think that the Bucks will put up a lot of points. Um, I think both ways it will be a high-scoring game, but I think that uh, the Bucks will pull this one out late uh, at home. 
Yeah, you know, uh, I picked Houston last week. They obviously were one of the few teams I didn't get right. Uh, the Bucks have won five in a row, and they've looked really good doing it. Uh, you obviously mentioned the receivers and how good that's going. Uh, they're favored to win the game. Not bad yeah. for a 7-7 seven and seven team. Yeah. Um, as much as I like Deshaun Watson and I like Houston, uh, Carlos Hyde had a great week last week. Uh, mm-hmm. I am I am going to go again in a close game. I'm going to take the Bucs. All right. And uh, Jameis Winston is the first player to have back-to-back 450-plus games. He's been yeah. playing great, man. I, you know – yeah, and this and is on every opening drive. Throws a pick. Right yeah, that's- Tampa needs to see this guy come up big in the next two weeks because they've got a big decision to make mm-hmm. yeah. as far as the future is concerned. And so far, Jameis is doing himself big favors. Yeah. So if he I, could, I mean, yeah. he's if still he could throwing limit, interceptions though. Yeah, if he could limit the interceptions just slightly, I, he, I mean, he could be a great quarterback in this league. Listen. At the end of the day, there's one thing that matters in football, and it's the dub. You got to win the game. You could throw four picks. If you win the game, I don't care. Got to win the game. If your picks cost you the game, you're a bad quarterback. If your picks are negligible, then you're fine. If you can still win the game and turn the ball over, sucks, but you'll take it. You just need to score one more point than the other side. It's as simple as that in the NFL. And as long as Jameis could throw five picks, if those five touchdowns, you'll take it. Yeah, I guess. And then, uh, or no, maybe you wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. It's rough. You got to win games. Yeah, I mean, they right. won five in a row, and yeah. this is the NFL. Yeah, it's a hard league to win five in a row, especially when you don't have a complete team. Mm-hmm. So if you're winning five in a row, your quarterback's got to be doing something right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's he's just very controversial just because he leads the league in passing yard, also leads the league in interceptions. So it's kind of he's also a rapist. So I mean, <laughs> I can't. Alleged. I hate the guy. Yeah. He settled. You don't settle unless you did it. I don't like him, but for the sake of the Bucks and the way he's been playing, I give him credit. All right, and then. uh Let's switch gears and go over to the AFC East. Bills go to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. I've been loving the Bills a lot this year. But, uh, I mean, Patriots got that tune-up win last week against the Bengals after uh, two losses in a row. Uh, I I think they're just gearing themselves up, ready to get in playoff form and uh, make a run. Uh, I'm taking the Bills. I mean, the Patriots to get it done against the Bills at home. What do you think, Sean Belichick over there? Uh, yeah, the cutoff. Um, Hilarious, I, by the way. Great observation. Yeah, ah! Rocking my Belichick. Um, let's see. I, I still don't trust this Patriots offense. Um, no, receivers aren't getting separation. Uh, Brady has looked awful the past couple of weeks. Their O-line is not protecting. And going against this Bills defense, uh, I'm I'm not going to trust that at all. So I'm going to go with Bills Mafia here. I think that they, they get the upset win. They, I think if they win, they tie it up in the NFC, or AFC East. So it'll be a very interesting game. Um, I just don't trust this Patriots offense. I think, you know, every year you hear uh, Brady's regressing that the, the Patriots are finally uh, doomed for their destiny. But I don't. I think that this might actually be the year. I, Brady hasn't looked great, and this offense is not doing good. Um, and their secondary is very good, but this run defense, we saw it last week. Uh, Joe Mixon ran all over them. So I think that uh, Devin Singletary will and Frank Gore will continue to do that. I think uh, it'll be a close game, but Bills, I'm going to go Bills winning this one. It's funny. The, the Pats are averaging about 27 points a game. 360 yards of total offense per game, and their defense has given up 288 and a half yards per game. They're still allowing less than 100 yards rushing per game, despite the fact they got run all over. It's always easy to write off the Patriots, and at some point, we're going to be right. We're going to be right that Brady's done, and the Patriots are going down. It's been a long time coming. I just don't think it's happening quite yet. I know they haven't looked as great. I think you're I think you're at the point right now, Sean, I think where you're gonna get bad, good, bad, good until it starts being more bad than good. And that's when you'll know that the Patriots dynasty after twenty impressive years will be over. I still think they've got something psychological 
over Buffalo. Again, this is the if the game was in Buffalo, this would be a completely different conversation. Yeah. The game's in New England. It's going to be cold. I know the that's, Bills, that's fine, but this is this is the this is Tom Brady and the Pats in their element in their place. I just don't. I just don't yeah. see it. I, I mean, We're, maybe next season, maybe the Bills win the division. Maybe the Pats go nine and seven or eight and eight. I just think. I think they're still letting the pencil, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I still think. Uh, I still think Brady pulls out the miracle, and uh, and and uh, I could be dead wrong here, but I feel like I again. I think it's you're going to start to see some real stinkers, and that's when you're going to know, like, oh God, he's done. Yeah, so it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I feel like this is the prime prime time around this season to start doubting the Patriots, and then they always somehow get there. Which I mean, I hate them so much yeah. for that. But uh, th- once that stops, then the dynasty's over, and Tom Brady's gonna leave. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I wish they had Jimmy G back. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Or Jacoby Brissett. Yo, my God, right? Yeah. So uh, now we go to the NFC West. Rams at 49ers. 49ers lost to the Falcons. Yeah. That was shocking. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to swear there. <laughs> uh, I really did. You were like, uh, that was shocking. Yeah. I mean, it was very shocking. Like, the Falcons have been terrible most of the year. Mm-hmm. And then to, I, I think this is another team we are getting low on. They've had a bit of a skid here, but I think when it comes to playoffs, they're going to be ready. They're going to be hungry, and and they're going to get past the Rams this week at home. I agree. I think um, it was just a, a tough loss after playing games against the the Ravens and then uh, playing the Packers the week before. They had a rough stretch. So uh, and I just I, I don't trust the Rams after especially after the Cowboys whooping them this week. Um, I just don't have much trust in them. I think after a rough couple of weeks and then the loss last week, 49ers coming back home, uh, they'll bounce back big, and I, I expect them to win uh, probably by two touchdowns in this one. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think the Niners. You know, look. Yeah, I think you know in any good season, you're due for the stinker. You're gonna have one of those games where you just you really can't get much done. And that was that was the game for the Niners. It, it was a struggle, and and obviously they were in it to the bitter end. But uh, I I expect a big bounce back uh, week from them, and and I feel like uh, they'll put that nail in the uh, Rams' coffin, which which has been uh, lingering for weeks now. Uh, you know, it's there's about halfway. Hamster. We've been what like yeah, oh, the yeah, the rent no. Yep, I think this this will finish them off this this uh, this Sunday when the Niners beat the daylights out of them. Yeah, and then uh, the team that beat the 49ers, the Falcons, they host the Jaguars, who breaking news just fired Tom Coughlin from their wow. vice president. Really? Yeah, just got the update on my phone. Oh well, uh, forget it. Eli's, <laughs> Eli's retiring. Never mind. Yeah. That's all I too exactly I was talking about. Well, maybe they're bringing him back to the Giants. But yeah. <laughs> Start the speculation now. Oh, my God. <laughs> nah, Wouldn't that be Tom Coughlin coming back, man? Yeah. I'd take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Start the speculations now. But now the Jaguars, after that, after uh, they've been picked up the win last week against the Raiders, mm-hmm. but they've been struggling. Uh, Minshew mania is not what it was at the beginning of the season. Falcons have looked – I mean, they had got a big win against the Niners, and it seems every time – this season, they get a win. They follow it up with a couple more and then lose and go on a losing streak. But uh, I think this will be another uh, streak they go on here. After beating the Niners, they're going to beat the Jaguars pretty convincingly. Agreed. Uh, I think, you know, um, coming home in the Dome for the, the home game against the Jags, a, a struggling defense. They have all these big names on the defense still, um, yeah. even after the trade of Jalen Ramsey. But they, they've just been uh, bad all year on defense. And then the Falcons' explosive offense, I expect them to put up a lot of points um, on the Jags. I, I think the Jags might be able to do the same to the Falcons' defense, which is kind of struggling. But I, I think that the Falcons' offense overpowers the Jags, and uh, they, they win this one at home. Uh Look, Matt Ryan had his worst week in five weeks against the Niners. I mean, he didn't play great. He actually looked a lot better the previous four weeks. 
Uh, but sometimes you can win ugly in the NFL. And, you know, if that's what it takes for Atlanta to get another win, um, you know, so be it. But I, I just feel like Jacksonville really hasn't matched up well with anybody. To be fair to Atlanta, I mean, even early in the year, I mean, they, they were in some games where, you know, they got absolutely blown out by really good teams. Yeah. And I think kind of dug themselves a hole. And it's one of those things that we've seen this with the Giants in years past where, you know, you get off to a two and five star and it's tough. It's it's tough to dig your way out of a hole yeah. in the NFL, especially when you get trap games and games where you just don't quite the offense doesn't show up. Uh, I would think Atlanta should win this one easily. All right. And then the number one team in the AFC, the Ravens look to redeem one of their losses this year to the Browns as they go to Cleveland to take on Baker Mayfield and the Browns and all the drama that's going on with OBJ and even Jarvis he he roped Jarvis Landry into it Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a lot of Patriots fans as friends one guy texted me it's unfortunate yeah he texted me oh OBJ to the past I'm like you don't want that that guy's a cancer and look what he's doing everyone was all like yay the Browns this year there's so much hype around him and I think he's he's the big reason why everyone's putting the blame on Freddie Kitchens but something something just isn't right with OBJ and uh, I think that's going to continue as the Ravens bulldoze them in Cleveland yeah this one's easy I think Um, Ravens will get their revenge for one of their only two losses of the year um, Brown's defense has just been off for the past couple of weeks. And then, I mean, Baker just doesn't get the ball to Odell. I mean, you look at – he has a lot of targets a game, but he, he's not having a lot of catches this year. He's had a down year. So, I think that the Ravens will steamroll him uh, going into Cleveland. I, I think this one's easy. Uh, Ravens probably by 30. Um, I know what's wrong with OBJ. His quarterback is Baker Mayfield. That is yeah. probably the biggest problem. Uh, he has not – he is not a no. He was never worthy of the number one pick. I I always laugh when I think that they they could have taken Saquon one, and come back easily at four, and Mayfield would have been there. Yeah, they could have traded down to the twentieth spot, and Baker still would have been there. Is my guess. And look, the the kid's got some talent. He knows how to win games, but he's a buffoon. He gets in his own way. I think adding a second buffoon to the mix was the last thing that team needed to do. I think hiring an imbecile as your coach, you put those three things together, and this is the Cleveland Browns, and they're going to get destroyed by Baltimore. How about this? I'm going to make the call. Four touchdown passes and two runs. Uh, from Lamar Jackson, six touchdowns against Cleveland. Write it down. Yeah, wouldn't okay. surprise me. I'm not the way joking. He's Write it down. Call me out on the next week if I'm wrong. <laughs> I think he lights up their world. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he will. I don't know. Those are pretty ambitious. Six numbers. touchdowns. Did you write it? Yeah. <laughs> Good. I got it. All right, and then uh, the Saints go to Tennessee. Titans are flaming hot right now. I don't know what's going on. I mean, they did lose to the Texans, but but there still is that. The great Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, talk about the great Ryan Tannehill, the great Drew Brees, Mm -hmm. who just passed all-time touchdowns, I believe. Yeah, Peyton Manning. Yeah, passed Peyton Manning. And uh, I feel bad for Drew Brees because I feel like everyone is all on Brady. Everyone's all on Manning. Mm-hmm. But Drew Brees is here. Yeah, he he might be. The, he never the best won of the an MVP. Never won the MVP, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Think about how good this this guy is. But uh, yeah, the, the Saints are going to go in, dominate, and destroy the Texans. I I agree with I mean, the Titans. the winner. I just don't think. I think it will be a close game, just because uh, Titans defense is pretty pretty darn good. Uh, they can get the ball going with Derrick Henry if they can get out to an early lead. They just keep pounding Derrick Henry. And then uh, we saw A.J. Brown is also having a great season. Yeah. They're, they're rookie receiver, and uh, Tannehill has been finding a way to give him the ball. So I think it will be a tight one uh, going down the stretch, but I think that the Saints will probably pull away late in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, I'll go New Orleans. Six and two since Ryan Tannehill took over as a quarterback. They got shut out in that first game, and I'm going to throw him a pass on that. So I'll say six and one since he really took over this team. Tough loss last week to the Texans. I'm going to do it. Oh, because you know how I feel about Tennessee. 
that they're just that team that never does it. But that was in the Marcus Mariota days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to really cause some problems in the NFC West by beating New Orleans and really mucking it all up for everybody. Uh, I, I got Tennessee winning this one. How about that? Yeah. I don't. I, I think it will be a very close game. I like to pick. I think it'll be a close game too. I think it'll be a close <laughs> game too. But I'm going to take my man, Dan. Hell, now Marshawn Lattimore is going to shut down AJ Brown. Cam Jordan's going to eat up Derrick Henry, and Tannehill's going to have nowhere to go. I think you misunderstand that when Tennessee's not supposed to win, they do. Yeah, and when they're supposed to win, that was that was the Mariota. That was the Mariota tight. Don't get confused because because it's still the same team. All right, with a <laughs> with a less talented quarterback. Go All figure. Right. Okay, you're both taking you're both taking New Orleans. Yes, I'm really going to enjoy this one. All right, we shall see. <laughs> then uh, the Panthers. Go to Indianapolis, take on the Colts. Uh, Panthers struggling. Um, they're going to start Will Greer this week instead of Kyle Allen. Should be interesting. Will Greer, I think, finished top 10 in Heisman vote, votes last year. So he he's solid. Uh, should be interesting how he runs the offense. Uh, I mean, can you go back to a new quarterback getting that bump? Because, I mean, it happened with Kyle Allen when Cam Newton was gone. Is it going to happen with Will Greer? I think Will Greer is a solid QB, but I think the Colts are just better than that. And the Colts will get it done at home. After uh, getting embarrassed on Monday night, uh, Colts by the Saints, I think that they're pissed off. And going against a rookie quarterback in his first start, I think they're going to be all over this Panthers offense. Um, I mean, McCaffrey is their only shot to get anything going on offense just because Colts, even though they've been struggling, their defense is still been able to hang around. Um, Jacoby Brissett's had a rough couple weeks, but I, I expect that to change this week. Um, I think that he'll have, a, he'll have a solid week. And then uh, Panthers' run defense isn't great, so I think that they'll get Marlon Mack going. And I think that Colts, uh, it'll probably be a low-scoring game between these two, but I think that the Colts will uh, pull it out at home. Carolina's lost six of seven. Uh, they're just not a very good football team. And early in the year, I got burned because I kept picking against the Colts, but Newsflash, the Colts, and you just mentioned they're a better team. Four in a row, uh, six out of seven losses. I just don't feel like the Colts uh, are as good or or at least have sort of imploded somewhat. I think it was a lot to put on, uh, you know, obviously Andrew Luck. There's also injuries, too. You know, that team's been through so much. Yeah. And I think I think they're at the breaking point, and so uh, yep, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take the Carolina Panthers. All right, interesting. Yeah. Then we have the toilet bowl. Bengals go to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Coin flip game. Uh, the I've been going back and forth on this. The one stat though that. I found my winner from is there are three QBs that lead their team in rushing. <laughs> Josh Allen, obviously Lamar Jackson, and the third is Ryan Tannehill. Fitzpatrick. Uh, yeah, Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick will use some Fitz magic and get it done at home. This Yeah, this was a brutal one to pick. Um, just two bad teams, not much to go off of. Um, but the one thing I will say is that, you know, Dolphins, we saw them get gashed by Saquon last week. So I think the that will continue this week. I think Joe Mixon, uh, another solid, probably top 10 running back in the league, will run all over this defense. Um, it was tough to pick, but, I mean, Bengals were able to hang around with the Pats um, in the first half last week. I think that ever since Andy Dalton's come back, their offense has picked it up a little bit. So I think that they'll, they'll go into Miami and uh, win a tight one down the stretch. But, um. Yeah, it's not not easy to pick these two. Very bad teams. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, They're not beating Cleveland next week. And I don't think they're only going to win one game this season. So, I think with that in mind, I see the Bengals beating the Dolphins, who have clearly shown they're god-awful. 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think after a, a beat down by the Giants, I think uh, the Bengals got the Dolphins right where they want them. The Dolphins, to me, seem like they just don't have any talent. Yeah. No. Like, I can honestly say there's not one guy on the Dolphins I would want on my team. Maybe Devontae Parker or Xavier Howard. But maybe. Other than that. Maybe, but... Man. Yeah, no, I, I agree. There's nobody on that team where you're like, well, at least they got that guy. Like, I mean, again, he's Parker's a good receiver, but there's a lot of other good receivers in football. Yeah. Where, I mean, again, if you were to pick him, he'd be like your eighth or ninth pick. He's oh, not. Yeah. He's Probably not one deeper, of your deeper than that. Right, so, right, yeah. I mean, so again, when I say there's, there's just nobody on that team, and you yeah. look at the Bengals, and you're like, what is going on here? Are you guys not winning anything? I think they have players. They just everything's gone wrong there. I think for the Dolphins, I mean, they got rid of most of their talent. They've suspended some of it. Some of it's been I mean, it's just been a disaster in Miami. If if the Bengals lose this game, the Bengals really should should really I mean, this bad. It's obviously a horrible season, but again, if if you look at the Bengals and the year the Bengals have had there's been a few games where, like, they've been in it. They've been close. You mentioned yeah. they kind of hung with the Pats a little bit. They're not a they're not a god awful team. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I I'm not sure the Bengals are much worse than the Dolphins or the Giants or the Redskins. I really don't think they're that much worse. And and it surprises me they're as bad as they are. So with that in mind. I feel like this has got to be. They've got to win it. They're not going to finish one in fifteen. I don't see it. Yeah, is, is this a try to win game or a try to lose game? Well, for them, it doesn't matter because they're not winning their last game for sure. This is the only winnable game they have left. Yeah, you win it, you're still fine, and you're not as embarrassed because you went one in fifteen. Uh, yeah, I think they have a two game lead too on like the the draft pick scenario. Yeah, and there's only two weeks left. So I, right, I mean, I think the Bengals could go out and try to win this game. All right, all right, but then if the Dolphins lose, that puts them around the Giants, and that's yeah, they could, they could take Chase Young. Oh, well, y'all want that's the Giants lot. to win every week? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so interesting for us Giants fans. See how the doesn't it just seem like Chase Young's gonna end up somewhere where he shouldn't, like Cincinnati or I Miami? Know. I hope not. I hope, you know what I mean? I hope Cincinnati or Washington takes Joe Burrow, the, yeah. the Ohio kid, and then uh, Chase Young hopefully falls right into our lap, which should that's how it should play out. Yeah. It'd be great to just have that second pick and to just sit pretty and wait. Yeah, we will see. We will see come April, but uh, now the Jets. Go to MetLife. I mean, the Steelers go to MetLife, take on the Jets. Um, Jets are bad. Steelers are going to get it done. Steelers started off so bad at the beginning of the season. It's kind of – I'm starting to get get back to them. Starting to feel comfortable picking them again. I mean, they're still in the playoff hunt for the AFC. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the Steelers will go into MetLife and destroy the Jets. Uh, yeah, this is going to be another ugly game. I mean – um. It's a great Steelers defense going against a bad Jets offense. And I'm sure all uh, Le'Veon's former teammates on the Steelers defense yeah. are going to kind of want to uh, have a good game against him. So uh, I think it'll be a low-scoring brawl, but um, I expect Duck Hodges and um, the Steelers to pull it out in this one. The Jets have only beaten horrible teams because they, too, are a horrible team. They're just a less horrible team than the horrible teams they bought. Uh, they beat uh, other than Dallas, who is just weird. It's mm-hmm. uh, a weird season Dallas <laughs> yeah. is having, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Pittsburgh, uh, I would be shocked if Pittsburgh blew it. Uh, you know, this is a huge game for them. Uh, if they're going to make the playoffs, they got to win this game. And uh, I feel like they're going to get it done. All right. Also, because Sam Darnold sucks. Yeah, that is true. Agreed. That's just a quick to all the, the certified fact. Then the Lions go to Denver to take on the Broncos. I'm a big advocate for Denver at home because of that Rocky Mountain air. And the Lions just have been looking atrocious. Broncos have been in there with tough teams, won some tough games. Broncos will get it done at home against a 
terrible Lions team. Yeah, I'm going to go Broncos uh, in this one. You, you said it, Mile High is a tough place to play, uh, especially for a bad team coming in like the Lions. And uh, Drew Locke, he, he had a rough game last week against an uh, improving Chiefs defense, but the week before that, his first start, he had a good game. I expect that to continue against a, a rough uh, Lions secondary other than Darius Slay. I mean, they have no like real playmakers yeah. in that secondary. So I think uh, Broncos will win this one at home uh, pretty handily. Do you remember when the Lions were 2 0 1? Mm. Yeah. It was a long time <laughs> yes, <it was>. ago. <laughs> uh, that is yep. a terrible team. I keep wanting to take Denver, especially Denver at home. And I feel like they always let me down. But I feel like this week is going to be the week where they come through for me. So go big orange. All right. Then staying in the AFC West, the Raiders. Go down the street to Los Angeles, take on the Chargers. Um, Raiders, tough loss last week in their last game in Oakland before going to Vegas next year. Uh, Chargers are just a – they're not a good team. Joey Bosa, great for him. He led the AFC in uh, Pro Bowl votes. But other than that, they got nothing – and I think the Raiders will go on the road and get it done here. These teams are uh, both so inconsistent that this is probably the toughest pick of the week for me just because both teams are so up and down. But um, I think I'm going to go with the Raiders in this one. I just think that uh, they'll get they'll get Josh Jacobs going. Uh, I think they're pissed off after losing their last the send-off in Oakland. And uh, this Chargers team, especially at home, they just – they. The uh, away crowd always overpowers the home crowd. It's not like a home field advantage, actually. So uh, I'll go with the Raiders, but uh, this is another tough one to pick. This is two crappy, mediocre teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oakland six and eight, Chargers five and nine. I feel like they both leave the night um, as six and nine teams. I'm gonna take the Chargers in this one. All right. Okay. And then from two bad teams to. Another two bad teams. Cowboys go to Philly to take on the Eagles. I mean, the fact that I'm going back and forth in, the, in this game is is rough. I mean, it shows how not good the a- NFC East is this year. I mean, the Eagles, everyone's injured. Mm-hmm. But I still think this is a winnable game for them against the Cowboys who just play down to their opponent every week. But – uh. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I hate to do it. I'm picking the Cowboys to get it done on the road. There's too many injuries for for Philly. I'm with you on this one. Um, you see too many injuries and just uh just bad poor play by the offense um and the defense too. I think Cowboys they they got to win at the right time and a, a big win if, at that um beating the Rams last week. I think uh, this will be a good time for them to get hot going into the playoffs because they. I mean they are super talented it's just they they haven't really put that together this season i think that they'll come in uh going to philadelphia and i think that they'll win this one in a statement win i just think the eagles past couple weeks have been struggling i mean they've shown that losing the dolphins uh having to go to ot to beat the giants i think that their season will come to end this week and uh cowboys will win this one and uh sweep the season the eagles uh should be so embarrassed by their performance this season this is a very winnable division, which, again, as Giants fans, makes you kick yourself thinking what could yeah. have been. And as bad as the Eagles have been and as much as they have had opportunities to seize this division, they've found every conceivable way to blow it week in and week out. you got to start wondering how good Carson Wentz is as a quarterback. you got to worry about literally every single piece of this team, the Eagles, going forward. That said, the Cowboys are equally awful. Uh, haven't stepped up once all season long. I, I've run into the problem where I just keep assuming one of these two stupid teams is going to beat somebody to take control of the NFC East, and somehow they managed to blow it. Yeah, I actually thought about picking this game to end in a 23-all tie <laughs> just to further complicate yeah. matters. Because it seems it seems like that kind of year, and these two teams suck. That said, I will pick the Eagles. No, I'll pick the Cowboys <laughs> because the Eagles suck a little bit more. 
and can't win a big game. Yeah, the, the winner of this what it comes down does, to. does go to the playoffs for the NFC East, mm-hmm. regardless of anything crazy happening. But uh, then we got the NFC West. Cardinals go to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Uh, Cardinals got the win against the Browns last week. Uh, their victory parade is going to come to an abrupt stall in Seattle. An abrupt halt in Seattle as uh, Russell Wilson. They're also another team. We've been... Uh, they, they haven't been too much in the media recently, but they're mm-hmm. another team hunkering down, getting ready to make a playoff run, and Seahawks will get it done at home. It was a good uh, win for the Cardinals, obviously beating the Browns last week, but like you said, the, the Seahawks team is getting ready for a playoff run. Uh, Russell Wilson, uh, right behind Lamar Jackson for MVP. He's having a great season, of course. So I, I think that... Uh, They'll get these receivers going, DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett in this one, and I expect them to win big um, going against a bad Cardinals defense. Uh, it's a toughie. It's a tough one because uh, it's not. I'm just kidding. The Seahawks. <laughs> this should be a no-brainer. Yes, Come on, yes. man. This is like this is an easy one. Although I will tell you, I, I I like I like a lot of what I see in Arizona right now. I mean, I I love Kyler Murray. Uh, I really feel like that guy's gonna turn the tide of this team around. Maybe as early as next year. Uh, unfortunately, he just have, he doesn't have enough talent around him right now uh, for them to be good enough. So Seahawks, I would think easily. Well, I mean, easily is tough with the Seahawks. They they. Have one of the lowest point differentials in the league. Yeah, they play. Yeah, they play a lot of tight games. And I mean, even at the beginning of the season, they barely scratched by the Bengals. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised of a letdown game here, but but I think they still will pull it out at the end. Then the Bears. I mean, the Chiefs go to the Bears. Uh, this is easy. The Bears are terrible. Uh, showed glimpses of hope. To pa- couple weeks ago, but uh, that was all stopped dead in his tracks against the Packers. And the Chiefs are going to do the same. There's, Patty Mahomes is going to have a going to put on a show at Soldier Field. Chiefs are going to mm. demolish him. I feel like um, ever since the Mahomes injury, a lot of people have been down in the Chiefs yeah. after uh, him coming back just because the Ravens' dominance. And then obviously you always have the Pats at the top of the AFC as well. They beat the Pats. But, yeah, exactly. They beat the Pats and um, they also beat the Ravens earlier in the season. Yeah. The other one of the Ravens lost. So they're going to be a team that nobody wants to see in the AFC playoffs. Um, again, they had a great performance last week against a pretty good Broncos defense, the the only strong suit of the Broncos. But um, And then going against another good defense in the Bears, I expect them to go and score a whole bunch of points. Um, I think it will be a somewhat competitive game because the Bears have been able to stick around in games uh, with the Packers last week too. But um, I think that it will be a tight game going into the fourth and then Chiefs will pull it away um, late in the game and win this one. Yeah, I, I, I got the Chiefs winning this one. Uh, you know, uh, the Bears have been incredibly inconsistent. Uh, you know, the, I think the Chiefs need to win out. Yeah. I think just for just for playoff slotting, I think they need to win out. Uh, you know, they, they had a, a rough stretch midseason. And they seem like they bounce back from it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's important for the Seahawks, uh, for the Seahawks, for the Chiefs rather, to to really. They, I think they got to win out. I think that would put them in a better position. And uh, you know, especially you, you know, if you're gonna set yourself up for a playoff run, I think you need to start building off some of these wins. I think this would be a big win for them in a place like Soldier Field. Uh, I think you could really pat yourself on the back for that. All right. Then staying in the NFC North, Monday Night Football, Packers go to Minnesota, take on the Vikings. Both teams have been very – I don't know what to think of anyone coming out of the NFC North. I feel like someone's doing good one week. Next week they're doing bad. It's all a mess. Both these teams are probably going to make the playoffs. Winner this going in for the NFC North. Loser going in as a wild card. Uh, I just have more faith right now in the Vikings at home. I think Minnesota's going to get it done, and Kirk Cousins is finally going to get get that win on Monday night. 
Dalvin Cook um, is a big question mark this week. Uh, he's questionable with that shoulder injury, which uh, took him out of the game last week. But um, if he is able to go, I'm, I agree with you. I, I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. Uh, undefeated at home so far this year, I don't think that will change. And uh, you mentioned the Packers just being so up and down, playing a tight one with the Redskins, and then um, you know getting blown out by the Niners a couple weeks ago. I just their offense is a little shaky. And then even last week against the Bears, um, you know, going up early and then just doing nothing in the second half. They, they are very inconsistent, even though the record doesn't show that. Um, so I, I think that the Vikings will win this one at home and uh, keep their perfect record at home. You got to respect the Vikings, the way they played in Minnesota. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins has certainly exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe the talents finally come to fruition yeah. for him, uh, but not on Monday night. And as bad as Green Bay's been, as inconsistent as Green Bay's been, uh, I feel like you put Aaron Rodgers, throw the spotlight on him. I mean, what happened against the Niners? I watched that whole game. And, uh, it, oh, boy, the Niners are good. And, and I mean, they just took everything away from him. I just don't think the Minnesota Vikings are that good. And I just, I just don't feel like in 2019 anyone's going undefeated at home. It just hasn't been yeah. – it hasn't been that kind of season, in my opinion, where someone like, – oh, wow, eight no at home. That's great. Yeah. So, I'm going to take the Packers. Uh, I think the Packers will get out to a lead, and I think they'll barely hang on and win it. How about that? You got to respect like it. it. Yeah. I, I just – yeah, I think this is Vikings front and uh, their defense overall will test um, – Proved to be a big test for uh, Aaron Rodgers to beat. De- uh, Daniel Hunter might be the best pass rusher in the league, at least up there. And then they still have Everson Griffin and a lot of good talent in the secondary. So, Also, I said the Saints were the NFC West before. I meant the South. Yeah. I was thinking pre-realignment uh, and all that. Um, just wanted to throw okay. it out there. <laughs> yeah. all right. As soon as I said it, I knew I made it. I, I knew it, and I just I yeah. felt like a, a correction was necessary. Also, I did say it was a big game between two god-awful teams. Uh, when we were talking about uh, what was it, the Bengals and the Dolphins game. Yeah. When I say it's a big game, I'm mostly being sarcastic. And <laughs> and obviously what I'm referring to is someone's getting the number one pick and someone isn't. And and and, and really, that was all I meant. Yeah, big implications. Yeah, <laughs> big implications. It's going to be an awful game. And if you're stuck watching it, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Now, let us move on to fantasy. Uh, starting off with the perfect lineup for Week 15. Lamar Jackson had 36 points. Kenyon Drake had 38. Christian McCaffrey had 36. For wide receivers, Julio Jones had 18. And Brashad Perriman had 34. Uh, tight end George Kittle had 26. Uh, Flex, Miles Sanders, 35. And the Vikings defense had 26. What do you think in fantasy-wise this week, Sean? Uh, yeah, some of the matchups I like. Uh, quarterback, my favorite matchup would be uh, I'm going with Minshew Mania, going against a, a pretty bad uh, Falcon secondary. Even though they, they looked decent last week, I, I don't think that will uh, stay true this week. I think that Gardner Minshew will go in there and uh, light it up. Uh, running back, I was talking about Joe Mixon going against the Dolphins before. It's a great matchup. But uh, after a 100-yard rush in a game against the Pats, I think that he continues for a monster game against the Dolphins this week. Uh, receivers, A.J. Brown um, going against. We'll see if he's one-on-one with Marshawn Lattimore. Even if he is, he's I mean, he's a great deep threat. I think that, I mean, Tannehill will get him the ball. He's been their number one receiver ever since Tannehill has uh, stepped into that starting role. So I expect a big week for him. And then uh, at tight end, I got Austin Hooper. He had a great start to the season. Um, he's kind of fell off in the last couple weeks. But going against this Jag defense who, who's been struggling, I, I expect him to bounce back and um, have a good game here. I had Miles Sanders stashed away on the bench last week. Also had Adrian Peterson wasting away on the bench. Um, I don't know, man. A few weeks back, there was the 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 one week Beckham and Landry kind of put it together, put yeah. out 56 between them. I had him on the bench. Threw Carlos Hyde on the bench this week. Hmm. So I, I guess what I'm saying is, if ask me who I'm benching this week, <laughs> And those will be the guy. It has been literally five consecutive weeks. Whoever I bench puts up thirty guaranteed, and I'm 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 sick about it, Jace. I'm so pissed. 
I was 4-0. What am I? 6-6? and Damn. 6-8? I don't know. That's rough. Don't ask me anything. (laughs) I feel like I I thought I had it all figured out. You know? Thought it all figured out. Fantasy could do that to you. Gets me every freak. I, I even spent more time last week on the opponents. Trying to oh, figure so. out what the right yeah. matchup was, and it was—it was—I could have literally just been like you and you, and it still blows up in my face. <laughs> All right, now I normally go through the wave of wire here, <laughs> but Joe's talking about how bad he's his team's doing. My team's in the championship right now. That's really great for you. <laughs> so <laughs> I need some help with my wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins against the Bucks, Amari Cooper against Philadelphia, or OBJ against Baltimore. Which two should I start there? Uh, right now I got OBJ in the bench because that's just. I would, yeah, I would think you have to say I have OBJ in my league too. Um, I think just D Hop does too much every week. Yeah, and then I think that's a lock. And then who is the middle one? Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper against the Eagles. Um. I mean, Eagle secondary isn't the best. So uh, let's see what he did the first time around. Mari Cooper against. Um, yeah, th- yeah, he had a, a five catches for 106 yards the first time around against the Eagles. I expect that maybe he even gets scored this time. Um, I, yeah, I think you would have to go Cooper, Hopkins, um, Odell. I just, I don't know. He just hasn't been getting the ball um, in Cleveland. It's been a, a very rough season. Only two touchdowns. So. I probably have to go Coop, Coop and D Hop there. All right, I got another one. Let's Defense, Seahawks, obviously against the Cardinals, or the Saints against Tennessee. I know you guys picked Tennessee. No, I picked pick New Orleans. Oh yeah, I, you did. But you said it was going to be close. Yeah, I think. Do you it, think the Saints can get some turnovers? Um, I don't think maybe, so, man. Not with Tanner well, Man Hill back there. Yeah, Derrick Henry doesn't put the ball on the ground, and uh, Tannehill. I mean, he hasn't thrown a lot of interceptions since he's been in there. I think. I think the safer play would be Seahawks going against the Cardinals. Um, even though they had an outburst last week with Kenyon Drake scoring four touchdowns, I don't think he'll score any touchdowns this week going against the Seahawks. That's not their strong suit anymore, the defense. But I would still trust them more this week. All right, and then one more for my flex: Philip Lindsay against Detroit. Or Devin Singletary against New England. I know you're saying how New England gives up rushing yards. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Philip Lindsay, I have him in my, my other league, and he's just been inconsistent all year. He'll go 15 one week and then two points the next yeah. week. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I think Singletary will have uh, success because he, he can also catch the ball out of the backfield. So, um, when that Patriots pass rush is coming after Josh Allen, it'll be a nice little dump off. I think Singletary is the play. I will say Singletary just so you could pick him and feel okay. good about all right. it. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> now, before we end the show, are you passionate about a subject? Do you have the gift for the gab are you interested in putting that all together to start your own podcast if so check out clovercrest media group come and join the clovercrest media group podcast family you can find all information you need at clovercrestmedia.com clovercrest media group the harder the harder we work the luckier we get now thank you guys for watching and listening uh hope the giants get it done this week yeah but uh thank you and if you want to go back at and recap on the giant season you can find all archived episodes at clovercrestmedia.com thank you we hope to see you next time take care